Now, in response to this, this question, if I ask the adults here to, uh, to raise your hand, if it's a truism for you, um, I'm not going to have you raise your hands, but internally, how many of you at least once in your life have complained about taxes? So, so I know a lot of hands would, 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 would go up. Well, you know, it, it, it always has been, probably always, always will be, and the, even, even in Jesus' time, the, uh, we hear this in today's gospel, you know, Jesus wasn't, he wasn't a politician, he, wasn't a, he really wasn't a, you know, a tax expert, but you know, there's two groups of, of Jews who are approaching him, and what they're trying to do, they're trying to trip him up. And uh, if the usher could just go to the back of, the, go to back of church at this time. So the, uh, they're, they're, they're trying, to, uh, trying to trip him up. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 both, they're, they're people of faith, but one group is the Herodians, and the Herodians were uh, basically they were Roman sympathizers. The Romans ruled the world. They occupied the land of Jesus, they, the land where the Jews lived. And, uh, but the Herodians, they were sympathizers of the Romans. And then you have the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and they were totally opposed to, to the Romans and their unjust taxes because the people had lots and lots of taxes coming their way. And so they approach Jesus, and they want to trip him up. They want Jesus gone. And so they ask him a question. You know, is it, is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? You know, if Jesus says, don't pay it, you know, then the Herodians are going to go to the Romans and say, hey, he's a, he's a, he's a rebel. He's just going to, he's going to try to overthrow the, what, what all of you are about. If he says, Jesus says, pay the taxes, you know, the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders are going to say, see, he's an accommodator of, of, of the Romans. So what does Jesus do? He asked, he's asked to see a coin, and he says to them, show me a Roman coin, and they do. And he asks him, whose image is on the coin? And they say, it's Caesar's. And then Jesus' response to them is then, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what, what is God's. And you can just picture them kind of scratching their heads and, and just walking away. Like, what does he mean by that? And, you know, Jesus had a great way of not answering questions directly, especially when they were coming from kind of a dark place as this was. And, and so what's Jesus getting at here? Again, Jesus, Jesus didn't give his disciples a blueprint for church-state relations. And again, he's not a politician or some kind of tax expert. But... Uh, Jesus says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, what to God is, what to God. And, and for Jesus, he had no, would have no issue at all with a, a civil government or civil leadership. He wouldn't have any issue with that at all, or, or even a healthy patriotism. And the church through the centuries has also seized the value. The church is not meant to be some isolated, off-to-the-sideline entity that has no connection to, to the world. And... Uh, what, what Jesus sometimes would use images of how we're to be. He said, be salt of the earth, be light to the world. That's about engagement and involvement. We're not supposed to be some isolated sect, but rather bringing our religious principles in, into, into the arena, if you will, and to have an impact for, for, for the gospel. And so, you know, some of would have walked away and kind of a little bit puzzled, but that's, the, you know, that's still the challenge for us. And, you know, that's where things like voting, being involved in the process, that's, that's actually, it, it's a good thing. We're, we're meant to be salt of the earth and to let that light of the gospel shine through our actions. If I can make a connection with that coin 
in, the, in this gospel today? Whose image is stamped on there? It, it's Caesar, the civil authority. And there's a place for civil authority. But what's meant to be at the center, the ultimate allegiance, is to be the Lord. Give to God what is God's. And uh, you know what is stamped on our heart and our soul? We're created in the image and likeness of God. We are image bearers of God. That's, that's what's on our, our soul. And as Christians, we're, we're meant to live out of that center and that allegiance to the Lord. Not everyone believes that, but that's, that's really our, our, our challenge. And uh, you know, there's a, there's a thread that weaves its way through all the social moral teachings of the church. And that is, we are created in the image and likeness of God. And we are, because of that, there's a sacredness and dignity and value to every, every human life. Not everyone believes that. In fact, if you watch the news, and I'm sure we all, we all do, you know, what's going on in the Middle East and in other parts of the world, we know that sometimes life is very, very cheap. There's some ideologies, and, 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 and you think of some of the, the terrorist organizations. Is, is there a regard for, for human life? Sometimes totally none. That those others that aren't part of our ideology there's, there's no value or dignity or, you know, they, so annihilate them. And so certainly that's, uh, you know, that is sometimes alive and well in our world, sadly. But for us as Christians, we are blessed with that dignity ourselves. And Jesus says to let that lion shine. And so we're, you know, that, that informs our, our teachings on abortion, on euthanasia, and just about everything under the sun. But, and so we're, uh, it's a challenge to live the, our discipleship in this world, to live out gospel values, especially in that particular area where life can be very cheap. It can be very cheap in our own land. You know, with the, you know just the, you know, the number of people who lose their lives every year because of senseless violence. You know, what kind of animates that type of hatred and, and hostility? So, you know, we've got a lot of work to do in, in living the gospel message. And... What is stamped on our souls and every, every person created in the image and likeness of God. Sometimes that is obscured by sin. Our vision can be darkened. And, uh, but but that's, that's, that's who we are. And I think that's what the Lord calls us to be about. You know, and if we're, if we're to carry forth with that kind of vision, we need more than just our own willpower. We need God's grace to elevate us through the Eucharist, through our prayer, so that we can see our, our own dignity and value and worth. Many people struggle with self-hatred and self-loathing. And uh, I don't think that's where God wants us to be. And that's where our prayer, the Holy Eucharist, helps us to get in deeper touch with not only who God is, but who we are in his light. As a child of God, an image bearer of God, and to kind of live out of that, that, that spirituality. So we continue to pray for God's grace upon our world and all these troubled spots there where there's a, a very different spirit alive and well, the spirit of darkness. So God always asks us to be about his light and his kingdom principles. So may we be strengthened to do so, to know our own value, dignity, worth, and to live out of that spirit. May God bless you as we receive the Eucharist today.